Hello everyone and welcome to the Athlete Tribe podcast. I'm your host Lee Eldridge. In this podcast we'll be talking to elite coaches, practitioners, athletes and high achievers about how to improve performance. We'll be covering topics such as training, improving your sport, work and overall life. I hope you enjoy the show today. Please feel free to leave a review. So where does that passion from, from cooking come come from? Um, I was brought up in like a household where um, my dad would just cook all the time and he'd always like recruit us as sous chefs. I've got three brothers and one sister. So we, it was just a big community event. We'd always just be around there, just chopping and dicing, being directed by the patriarch. And then, um, and then at the beginning, it's a bit of a chore. Like when you're younger, you're like, this is rubbish. I don't want to be cutting carrots. But then you kind of learn the intimacies of cooking. And um, yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. Um, now I love it. I mean, in, in hindsight, I'm like, wow, that was the best thing ever. Cheers, Dad. I've kind of equipped for um, cuisine engineering. Yeah. And how do you build that into your, your training and all the other rugby stuff you do? At the beginning of playing for um, London Irish in the academy and stuff, uh, I didn't really know much about nutrition in that regard. So at school, like you'd see like the sick formers and because it was a big rugby school, they'd be like stuff in their shakes full of these powders and you go, oh yeah, I need some of that. They're all looking big and you're like, I, I want that. And my dad was like, there's no chance of having any of that. Can't afford that rubbish. It's quite overpriced stuff. Anyway, um, so I was just eating like tins of rice pudding and uh, like pints of milk. That was like my main kind of way of calorie loading. That's why he was like, do that instead so I was like okay and then as I um, got into an academy for London Irish my SNC at the time Andre Quinn was like right you're undersized we need to load you up with um, calories so it was all just about calorie surplus um, and then sort of as I've grown older and um, learned a bit more about it um, along with my cooking, cooking skills uh, I just sort of was intrigued by it what food does to you, like micro and micronutriently. And yeah, that's how I've sort of gained it. It's just been a slow process over like a 10 year career. How do you vary your nutrition during the course of the week? I wouldn't say I'm like super different because obviously the club takes care of some of my meals. I try not to eat, like obviously around training, I try not to eat too much. Um, like high fat, high carbohydrate food just doesn't, it doesn't, it just sits too heavy on me. So like I, I sort of down my meals around that time training period and then I just smack them straight up have some massive Carbosaurus Rex meals in the evening and just go for like most of my calories then I just prefer training on an empty stomach and game time yeah similarly similarly uh building up to it depends what time the game is if it's real early I probably would just eat a load that evening the evening before and just um carb load there and then drink most eat most of my food via liquid so like a smoothie or like those um carbohydrate gels yeah and then if it's even again i'll eat something light throughout the day yeah but nothing nothing huge man i just it's just i definitely feel like it um impacts um my performance okay yeah we switched to to training you're obviously very keen and you're training and training outside of the club how do you think Mm. that your training has changed in in your career is there things that you've you've adapted or any advice you've taken on board? So yeah, the beginning of my training was obviously very specific to rugby. So like, I'd say I learned, I, my movements have been better, but the principles of what I'm doing are, are the same. Like 
I'm just I just perform the exercises better. Like my mobility with, within those exercises is a lot better because in rugby it's all about force generation. A lot of the time, mobility and um, a few other bits, especially early on, were sort of they weren't high on the priority list. And you know what rugby boys are like? They're quite a moany bunch. They don't want to be doing extras, so they don't see benefit. And uh, like fashion manipulation is like that's a long process, like conditioning your body for mobility. Um, it's not like fitness or um, like uh, accumulating strength. It's not as quick. So like you just got to be more patient with that. So my understanding of that's definitely gone up. And with the fitness industry sort of going towards like mobility and yoga and gymnastics and that kind of movement element, um, I, f- I feel like that's also happening in pro rugby. So we've like got yoga teachers coming in, stuff like that. Guys is sort of big into Pilates and stuff like and stuff like that, really. But I wouldn't say that would be my main thing that's changed. Just that understanding of ability and taking care of my body, and then probably tear like pulling back a bit on how much I'm doing in the week in terms of like my strength. Yeah. Um, just being mindful of what I of what I can actually get away with for the weekend to perform my for my best on the game day. Because if you're just ending your nervous system with just heavy deads like 72 48 hours before a game i, I find that it, it can very much impact your performance yeah although it feels glorious but yeah what about your recovery is there particular things that you do or there's particular things you stay away from you know i think that you're a big heat guy correct? yeah massive massive into heat but that's sort of just a. so i've got massively into wim hof and heat and sometimes a bit of cold exposure i just wish we had more like access to like plunge balls and stuff but uh bristol not so much here but um yeah I, but that's more just a lifestyle thing now rather than but i it definitely comes into recovery no doubt um i love saunas but i also read some interesting literature saying that it can um it can hamper adaptation within athletes um so you've got to kind of be very, uh, be sort of buried with that. It's the same. It's just finding the balance, getting it all right. Um, what else? And low, like low steady state cardio after games, that's always good. But yeah, otherwise, eating and sleeping are the, the two the two big ones, aren't they? Lee? That's what it's all about. But you've touched on on Wim Hof and you know breath work. Oh, mate, it's amazing, isn't it? You just trip balls and you don't have to take drugs as well. And you just feel amazing the rest of the day. I reckon it's legit. Is that something that you incorporate into your training or is it something, so for example, obviously, you know, breath hold work and in between uh, reps and trying to build up your improvement of tolerating CO2 max and also... yeah. See, I haven't gone down this avenue of what you're talking about, like the nasal breathing exercises. Actually, my housemate's real big into that, like doing like nasal breathing on like the 130, 150 BPM a minute for like ages. And you can like build up your CO2 tolerance. That's like an avenue I'd like to explore for sure. But I sort of like just using the uh, Wim Hof straight after meditating for a bit. And then um, I just take it into the rest of my day. But yeah, there's definitely, I've seen some impressive stuff in regards to like, yeah, see, building up CO2 tolerance is mad. And same with those um, apnea training things. Yeah. They're quite interesting. 
so there's that's all coming into the forefront of uh, sport as well. But it's taken a while. And would you say you're unique in that, or are there other guys, um, other boys at the club, doing those types of things? No, not really. Um, I haven't seen anyone, but I, I think some boys do know about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chris Cook used to do a bit of Whitman Hoff, but um, I think they all sort of see it as a bit woo-woo until that kind of massive cultural yeah. shift happens um, and, and it's like enforced. Um, I just don't see them kind of pick, picking up on it until then. Yeah, I think, you know, like from a meditation point of view, that's kind of had a huge turn in the last five or six years. From a yeah. performance point of view, it's gone away from that idea of a spiritual point, a spiritual practice. Yeah, because all that, all those, um, the studies came out of that kind of that flight or fight kind of department of your brain shrinking with that input of meditation, and it's it's only enlarged because of the way we use our phones and stuff. We're just constantly distracted. Like, look at this. Look at her glutes. Look at these guys lifting this weight. Look at these movies. That kind of thing. So you're constantly overly stimulated so your body's always like oh gotta go want to go here yeah um and that's what meditation does it sort of reverts it back down and sort of pulls and well that's what the literature says and tells us but yeah it's fascinating mate so i've sort of tried to get more more mindful about that sort of stuff but it, it's one of those things that i have very much a love-hate relationship with like breath work so emotional in it like it's quite hard it's taxing like you get into it and you, you've got to go hard um so yeah especially um uh, wim hof stuff is 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 pretty pretty intense <clears throat> you know other stuff's a bit calmer. Yeah. but if we look to that what about in terms of your preparation from a mental point of view for games <laughs> so early in my career i was thinking about this the other day actually early in my career it was so easy to get up for games i'd be like this is easy you're just hyped up you're like i'm gonna try and end him i'll look at him he's played a few times for him and they're trying to end him that huge use is getting it like you're all over, you're just ready for war. That's my game anyway. But now as I've got older, I've sort of desensitized by the event to, to, to like a point. So what's more like encouraging for me is when I, um, when I perform and I don't really want to, do you know what I mean? It's weird. But like in my head when I'm like onto it, but I'm not, I wasn't like overly emotionally stimulated by the occasion. Yeah. But I'm still there. I'm still doing the job real well. That's that's like an art. That's like a, a skill in itself. I find. Um, so that's sort of that's when I really like appreciate like appreciate a review of my game because when I am emotionally stimulated by the event, then most of that takes care of itself. Because yeah, my game is based around sort of piano pushing rather than playing. I'm not like looking around um, technically trying to strategically pull apart my my opposition. Yeah. Other than at scrum time, but. Um, yeah, that's sort of uh, how I sort of approach the game now, for sure. And just make sure I tick all my boxes through the week. Like, I'm a sort of an overthinker with that. Like, I could be like, oh, my God, I didn't do this. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be crushed or stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just make sure I've got um, through the week, got most of my stuff in, got my skill work in, got my fitness extras in, did my weights, pulled that kind of weight. And then I'm sort of, and then everything takes care of itself. I've eaten well, I've eaten well, I've slept well, and I'm ready to go. And then when stuff like that doesn't go to plan, then you sort of use that as another motivating factor. But that's sort of how I how I approach it at, at my age now. And 
if you think back, what have been kind of the biggest career challenges you've had? Obviously, at the beginning, like I wasn't, we, I wasn't like an age group player, so like it's a bit for me. It was a bit like I just had to go really hard in that regard. So I suppose the. I suppose that wasn't really a challenge though. It was, that was more easy because it, it didn't take much mental juice to sort of know what I had to do. I just kind of got on with it. But in, in hindsight, it was definitely um, a big challenge trying to make that step up to um, premiership level. And then I think going to Australia was tough. Like I was probably a little bit immature to handle that. Such a significant change in culture and game style and away from my family, like my support, that kind of thing. A few injuries here and there. I had a, a few chronic problems, like injury-wise, sort of like dealing with that, like that can be difficult. Like, you know, when you've got some kind of ailment and you just can't seem to figure it out and it lasts for a, a large majority of the season. And that, that happened to me sort of late on in my 20s. So I was like 28 when it first started happening. I just had like knee issues and stuff. And when you're... When it's taking up so much of your mental juice, it's very hard to like concentrate on playing the game. So, um, and inflammation's definitely like chronic inflammation definitely impacts your mood. Like I would 100% say it's linked heavily to depression. So, I think sorting those things out quite important for athletes coming up. Like chronic injuries, obviously you're going to have them, but um, learning how to deal with um, chronic pain and when chronic pain is too much and you need to get uh, like get it sorted uh, just knowing those kind of limits and then from an information point of view is there anything that you do in particular to to dampen that obviously it, it, you know your, your um, body through the through the run of the middle most of the stuff i do is like around my gut health uh sort of like autoimmune stuff so like i just try and take care of my gut flora a lot of obviously a lot of turmeric um some guys like love cbd um i'm not like a massive believer in it at this point um i think you need the thc for the synergies like the, that kind of synergy synergy of pain relief and all the other good stuff but i could be wrong and then um what else yeah the turmeric uh micro what are they called probiotics um that's been massive like gi repair stuff yeah those powders they're pretty impressive and then sleep obviously sleep's, sleep's massive that's huge yeah sleep's huge you know um but no, that's cool you know thanks for your time and i'm sure that you can get back to your your cooking what are you cooking max may i have a wonderful little little brekkie well brekkie brunch what is it it's five o'clock now um it's basically breakfast all day here just for ease so i'm i've got some haggis so i've fried that off real nicely in slices i've got some salsa verde which i made fret well it's been in the fridge for a bit but it's perfect it's <laughs> yummy and i've sort of got some salsa verde for that with um some home homemade chips nice i might i might fry off some kale as well and that is that is i i've had a lovely day today did some things some fitness yeah i went i went for some fitness did some runs a few intervals nice like uh, yeah and then i did some um cleans How's it yeah, going to lockdown the fitness? Oh, mate, I am running like a gazelle, big fella. I reckon I'm, a bit, I reckon I'm faster and fitter, but just in those regards, not in rugby-wise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
like I'm CrossFit Games fit. I'm not like I need to run around wrestle huge humans fit. But you know, when when are you due back in? Do you know, or are they? Oh, mate, who knows? They're like uh, four weeks of time, but we'll see. Thanks for joining us this week for our talk with Max. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank him for his time in answering our questions and wish him all the best during the lockdown period. Check out Max's Instagram page highlighting his cooking and training. Again, we hope that you found it interesting and that you can take away some points from our discussion. Please subscribe and like to the page. Have a great week and enjoy your training.